Hi, you're listening to Friar Side Chats, and I'm your host, Emma Miller, here once again with my really great friend, Father Mike. Your super duper friend. <laughs> super duper super friend. Super de duper. Yes. Yes, indeed. It's been a while. I know, I know. We took a little hiatus there, uh, unplanned, but... Uh, <laughs> Just life got a little crazy for both of us. And now yes. here we are back in the studio. Yes, back in the studio. And, you know, our many fans who stopped to talk to us Clamoring. at mass just saying, Clamoring. when can we get some more Friars Correct. Night Chats? Correct. <laughs> well, we're back. We're back now. Better Big than ever. Big time for Lent. Oh, baby. Yeah. We're on a roll. <laughs> well, we're starting a new roll. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, but we are in this awesome season of Lent. Correct. Fave, uh, fan fave of Mike Martin. I, I love Lent. Uh, I love Lent, yes. I will be honest. I think this is kind of the first Lent where I... I mean, I don't know if you're supposed to be joyful in Lent, but I'm like very excited. No, stop the joy. Well, it's like... <laughs> Like there Ash will be Wednesday. no joy during <laughs> Lent. Stop that. Stop that joy right now. Like, how do you wish someone a happy Ash Wednesday? You say a solemn Ash Wednesday unto you. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you try that next Ash Wednesday? Oh, I did it this time. Oh, you did. Don't worry. That's so great. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is. A, it. is. I'm just excited for the season, too. Yes. Because why? Well, it's just an, uh, an awesome opportunity um right i you know your homily actually maybe two sundays ago you were talking about picking a lenten penance that reveals your weakness and that just really spoke to me i was like yes i'm gonna dig into this gosh father mike your homilies are so great <laughs> i wish we had You're... a podcast of your homilies <gasps> oh <laughs> just wait just wait folks i didn't i didn't put you up to quoting one of my homilies in this podcast no he really didn't good but um and you get a raise but a little insider (laughs) tip i get a raise you guys heard it (laughs) if it's on a podcast it's real it's part of the public domain (laughs) but i am additionally excited because i really like our theme this year yes and our theme uh, for folks who are not here on campus with us is forgiveness and i just think there's so much to be plumbed there is that the right way to say that (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were going to say there's so much to be forgiven (laughs) and there there is there is so much to be forgiven too um yeah so i i have to admit um well do you know the etymology of to forgive wow emma i don't think i do do you (laughs) well i wanted to see if i could uh outsmart you but i mean it doesn't really count as outsmarting it does I it does. literally went and Googled it in preparation for this. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. I But I like it. I like the etymology, so that's why I'm including it. If awesome. it was something lame, I would not include it. I gotcha. Let's hear it. So, the root of forgive is the Latin word. Oh, well, I'm going to butcher this. That's great. Per- <laughs> this is so embarrassing. <laughs> no, come on. Go all, right, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I never took Latin, so bear with me. I'm going to probably say this like it's Spanish. Perdonare. That's great. Is that how you say yes, it? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, we're close team. enough, but go ahead. <laughs> so. Yes, meaning to give completely without reservation. Mm-hmm. Lots of depth there. Huh? Yeah, to give completely without reservation. Yeah. I wonder if in our desire for forgiveness, um, if we, number one, want it given to us 
completely Mm. without reservation. And number two, you know, when we give forgiveness is that, you know, the extent of it. I mean, are are we willing to go that far or is our forgiveness somehow a a lesser version of that? Yeah, that's great. Good way. I mean, that all in. Yeah. You don't don't forgive halfway. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Without reservation. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I I love it. Of course, um you know, I was confused and like how are they getting forgive and perdonare? But of course, it was translated into German mm-hmm. in between and that's mm-hmm. where we get our version. Mm-hmm. But yes, mm-hmm. to give completely without reservation. So I I also I'm curious, do you have some favorite stories of forgiveness whether it's like from the Bible, from scripture or just from popular culture of the world? Yeah, there's a uh, there's a couple um my my favorite is a Ernest Hemingway um, mm. story that he uh, he talks about um, a father who had been estranged from his son Paco, mm-hmm. and so he takes an ad out in a Spanish uh, daily newspaper, the local daily, and uh, he um, the ad says uh, Paco, all is forgiven. Meet at the square mm. on Sunday at noon. Love, Papa. And he shows up that Sunday at noon to the square, only to find the square filled with Pacos, Pacos. looking for the forgiveness of their father. Uh, How about that? Yeah, I that get is a beautiful one. I, yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I mean that's Hemingway. I mean that, that, that I think in in a lot of ways, but um, mm. that's probably my my favorite sort of cultural. I also like, I, I guess, a movie. Do you ever watch um, the Mission? No, I haven't seen it. I know it's terrible, but I haven't. I, I I'm not going to be able to forgive. <laughs> not seeing the mission. I, that's a great. Um, mm. You know, it's more. It's forgiveness and redemption. I, mm-hmm, so the, mm-hmm. those you know can be synonymous. Don't have to be, but um, so that. But I guess biblically, the you know the the stories of forgiveness mm. that uh, strike me the most are. Um, I mean, it's probably cliche, but I mean, the, the prodigal son just, yeah, it doesn't get I much. don't think you can, <laughs> I don't think you can top that one. I mean, uh, I think there are other great stories yeah. of forgiveness in scripture. Um, but, um, yeah, the prodigal son is just, mm-hmm. do wow. you, do you like that, uh, Henry Nowen book that kind of like oh, breaks down the prodigal son? Love it. Yeah. Yes. And it, <laughs> I mean the, the artwork on it is, it's, mm. well, I mean, it's all about the, Rembrandt's the Rembrandt uh, prodigal, prodigal son, son mm-hmm. uh, painting, which is mm-hmm. just a classic. Actually, it's interesting as a priest going around to different churches and the like and hearing confessions in different places. A lot of confessionals uh, that have a face to face side, you'll often see Rembrandt's prodigal son painting in those. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah, and it's, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. So when are we going to get one of those? All right. As soon as we get a confessional. <laughs> we'll work on it. Yeah, we need a confessional <laughs> first. Not just two what? chairs set up in an empty space. Or, or my office or Father Brad's <laughs> yeah. office. What is it? Do you have a favorite uh, cultural um, forgiveness icon? Well, so I think I may have mentioned this before on the podcast, but uh, I mean, there are two books that stand out in my mind. Um, the Hiding Place uh, about, gosh, now I can't remember her name uh, in the Netherlands during World War II, uh, they're a Christian family who um, help 
Jews escape and like harbor them and then they get wow. found out. But a key central theme is the woman's sister is like constantly praying for their Nazi captors mm. and the guards mm. and like trying to constantly forgive them for all these horrible things that they're doing to them. Sure. Um, but then also unbroken. You remember like yes, Laura yeah, Hillebrand? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, just for those of you who haven't read it, I mean, it's one of my top 10 favorite books for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible story of survival and redemption and forgiveness. I mean, this guy just survives crazy atrocities in World War II um, and finds a way to forgive uh, people who, you know, I, it's just unfathomable to me. Yeah, yeah that you're right. You're right. But, mm-hmm. I was just thinking too, not that I wasn't paying attention to what you were saying <laughs> while I was thinking about what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, not like I was doing that. Not at all. No. Mm-mm. But um, uh, Les Mis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and, you know, it's interesting. I, I as much as the, the Broadway musical is phenomenal, mm-hmm. the Liam Neeson version of the movie. Oh, you really like it? I do. Oh, I haven't seen that version. Yeah. And, and the the section where he is sort of forgiven for stealing the, mm. the candlesticks uh, from the... Uh, the local pastor yeah. that that's a, that's a powerful scene yeah yeah oh okay i'm gonna have to go watch that yeah. uh that version so some lenten homework for our listeners yes. go watch or read one of these <laughs> <laughs> these films we're gonna have we have to add to our movie night series we're gonna have to put the yes. mission and then uh, liam neeson version of liam is yeah yeah, yeah. um but kind of getting a little bit more into how does this apply to our own lives? Can we segue that a little more smoothly then, but kind of get into this? Is that is that the best you got? Uh, we're not all active, amazing preachers. <laughs> it's not about being an active, amazing preacher. <laughs> it's about being a, a great podcast <laughs> host, which you are. Thank you. Okay. I, I'm growing in it. You're what wonderful. Can I say? Well, no, I don't. My mother have a thinks you're a great host. She loves our podcast. Because Bevy's the best. And your sister. And Bishop Greg Hartmeyer of the Diocese of Savannah. I have a bishop in my fan club. I will take That's that. right. He, he thinks that you do a wonderful <laughs> job. So go ahead. Segue. I have already segued and you derailed us. I'm sorry. So. No, but forgiveness. I feel like there are so, there's, there's just so many different avenues um, when we talk about this broad theme of forgiveness for Lent. You know, there's forgiveness of self, like our forgiving of ourselves. There's seeking forgiveness, you know, in reconciliation and confession or seeking forgiveness from people we've hurt. And then there's how do we forgive other people? You know what I mean? And each of those comes with its own set of like difficulties. Um, Do you find any one of those to be most difficult for you? I I would have to say uh, forgiving others really is uh, is the hardest for me mm. yeah um and i i blithely tell myself that i've forgiven mm. um but in the complete sense of the etymology of the word you know i regularly oh. realize that uh i hold back um in some form or fashion from uh letting go of my my need to be justified mm. in uh in their wrongness oh. does that make sense <laughs> yes it yeah. does um and that's a sad characteristic of of 
flawed Mike Martin. But um, yeah, that, I mean that that to me is the hardest mm. hardest part of forgiveness. How do you, and how do you like? I say deal with that, but it's really like how do you invite Jesus into that to help you? Sure. No, I, I mean I I think first and foremost by continuing to call it what it is, mm-hmm. and not to uh, oh. manufacture some uh, dynamic that it's not just to make myself feel better, mm. you know? And so I think for me, uh, every time I acknowledge the truth of that statement, mm-hmm. I find myself uh, humbled and mm. calling on Christ, the uh, th- the epitome of forgiveness mm. uh, to fill in me that, uh, that gift that only he can give, that mm-hmm. kind of forgiveness that only he can give. To me, that that's and I, I, you know, I'm sure there are greater spiritual giants who can give other insights into how. But that for me has been the only way that I can. Yeah. You know, I can get there. Yeah. And some of it, too, is. And this is a little harder and it, it takes more reflection and it's a little bit of a uh, of a jump to it. But to realize that I'm capable of anything. And when I say that, I mean good and bad. Mm. And and so the very uh, hurt or sin that someone has committed against me that I find difficult to forgive, mm. I am capable of committing that very same offense. Mm. And acknowledging that truth um, allows me mm. a space to be a little more forgiving. Yeah. That is, I, I hadn't ever really thought of it that way. Like you, yeah, we are I know, capable. I, I, I think too often we think ourselves mm. above certain mm-hmm. sins. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I would never do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I, I, just think about it this way. Think about um, relationships, married relationships, mm. where we have, you know, more than half ending mm. in divorce. Yeah. Right? And... Those ending in divorce, how many are a result of infidelity? And how many married couples say to themselves, oh, I could never be unfaithful to my spouse. Mm. (laughs) And one day find themselves in that very, very spot, you know. And so, uh, or, you know, me being unfaithful to my vows. I mean, I, 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 I think that sadly those opportunities for uh, sin are always there and I don't want to take that for granted. Have you, I'm curious about, you know, I I just think in like certainly in like modern culture and just like in conversations with my friends, there's this idea of like infidelity. You know, I would never not like put up with it, you know, ongoing, but like, I don't know if I could forgive that. I think it would be like over and, I mean, at least with, you know, the Catholic Christian idea of marriage, I don't think that's a mentality that, you know, we should necessarily have off the bat. So have you, have you worked with couples or in spiritual direction of like dealing with that? How does someone get through that? No, it's a great question. And, you know, it's interesting. I deal most, um, with it in, um, in working with couples as we're preparing for marriage mm. because it's always a question that uh, has to be asked mm. and most couples are unsure 
mm. of how they would respond if their spouse were unfaithful. Mm-hmm. And I always say to them, I say, you know, um, we, we run through the vow formula too quickly, you know, for better, for worse, for better, mm. uh, so help me God, you know, the, <laughs> help me God. and I, I always say that I think we're better served mm. by putting a big pause right after the word so. So, mm. help me, God. In other words, I I am going to love you and honor you for the rest of my life in richer, poorer, sickness, health, for better or for worse. Like, that's the worst, mm. right? Yeah. You can't probably imagine in a relationship a breach of trust uh, like that that's worse than yeah. that. You probably can't, right? So, I'm saying I'm going to love you even in the worst. Yeah, even in the worst. Right, so... And then I I realize that and say, so, since I'm vowing that I'm going to do that, so help me, God, because there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. And that's where Mm. the forgiveness that we draw upon is not our own. Mm -hmm. Even even in its most mild form, we shouldn't take for granted that this is just some generosity that... Of my own. Of my own. Mm -hmm. You know, that we are always participating in Mm -hmm. the loving mercy of a God who always stands looking you know poised ready like the prodigal father looking to to bestow lavishly yeah uh forgiving love on uh, on anyone yeah everyone who returns yeah so hmm. yeah recognizing you can't do it on your no, own I, I, and and so not only do i not have you know, the forgiveness that I need to be able to forgive myself, mm. right? But I also don't have the forgiveness that I need to be able to forgive you. Mm-hmm. And so in both of those dynamics, you know, and the one is intimately connected to the <laughs> to other, the other. Yes. right? Yes. That I really can't give to you what I have not first received yes. myself. And so learning to uh, receive forgiveness and be forgiven and and bask in the knowledge that mm-hmm. I am being unconditionally loved when I don't deserve it. Right. right? We also don't. Yes. That, then and only then can I share mm-hmm. that kind of love with you mm-hmm. who don't deserve it, you know, yeah. and, and rather than, well, you know, I, I, that's wasteful love. Yeah. Right. That's I, I'm wasting it on you because you don't really mm, deserve, deserve it. it. You know, and that, that's one of the things I love about the prodigal son story. Right. The word the word prodigal means wasteful. And it's always yeah. applied to the son, like he wastes his father's fortune. But it's mm. it's really applied to the father mm-hmm. who lavishly wastes his love on those who really don't deserve it. Yeah. You know, so, um, and I keep talking about you as if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't I'm pointing at you. You don't it. deserve it, but you do. You do. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, it, we're so. I know. I get caught up in this mentality of like measuring my. Sins and you know how much I've hurt people against other folks. Like at least I'm not as bad as them. as them. Right. Uh, like they really don't deserve forgiveness. But right. you know me and my weakness, I I I do. Um, but I I think you really hit on. I know what's been key in my life is yeah. You can't give something that you haven't received. And for I mean. Well, like you said, for every type of, you know, when you're forgiving someone, it's, you know, through Jesus's mercy, but especially for those difficult things that you just cannot do on your own, you can't 
be a conduit of Jesus's love and mercy if you are not receiving his love and mercy. And I feel like we can't talk about that without talking about reconciliation. Right. And, and acknowledging that um, that is my call, you know, as a as a believer in Jesus, you know, he mm-hmm. sends us, you know, out, mm-hmm. you know, the Great Commission. He sends us out to to bring this healing message. And mm-hmm. so it's not like I have to wait until someone has harmed me so that then I can. <laughs> okay, then get some I have to go fix myself so, so then I can ra- forgive them. Right. And then no, but rather yeah. it's a ongoing mm. um, dynamic mm. of me being sent out into the world to be his loving mercy. And the only way in which I can regularly be mm. that presence is if I'm regularly receiving aware uh, and receiving mm-hmm. that sac- you know, that sacramental grace, mm. you know, mm-hmm. that, and that I think is the key. To, uh, to many of us, when we talk about the sacrament of reconciliation, we say, well, uh, you know, I, 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 I'll wait till, you know, I have some sins to confess and then I'll go. <laughs> oh, OK. Well, you know, good luck with that. You know, I, mean, I, I, I think it minimizes mm. the, the grace of the sacrament to some sort of checklist mm. that says, OK, don't approach the sacrament until you've checked one of these boxes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so if I never commit a mortal sin, then I really never <laughs> need to go. Right. Oh, come on. Right. And even if the church is telling us to go once a year, but mm. I'm not sinned, I'm going to show up that that once a year and mm-hmm. say, well, you know, and believe me, I have had people do this. I don't really have any sins, but, you know, I'm supposed to go. I'm once supposed a year. to go. Here I am. No. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> OK, well, um, God bless you. And, uh, you know, and like, what do you say? I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, it, but, but I, I mean, that's a rare exception. I think for, for many of us, the issues around uh, the sacrament are, mm. have nothing to do with wanting to receive God's mercy and wanting to share God's mercy. Yeah. There's nothing about that. It's everything about what's holding me back right. from that sacrament. And right. I, I, I've got a zillion reasons why I don't need to go and yeah. shouldn't go and think it's ridiculous to go and blah, 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 yeah. blah. But I feel like it's all a cover because oh, we're yeah. scared to go. Exactly. It is really hard to admit. Amen. The stuff that you've done wrong mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. another human. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And God forgives that too. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> thank God. Well, uh, uh, kind of on that, that thank God note, and we've talked about the prodigal son a lot and I want to, you mentioned like the father's wastefulness um, and what he lavishes on his son. Um, I, I feel like, you know, whenever I go to reconciliation, I, I really honestly, to this day, I still have to gear myself up like mm-hmm. emotionally to do it. Like mm-hmm. you can do it, Emma, go do it. And I go do it, but it's, I have to like put myself up a little mm-hmm. bit. And then afterwards it's just kind of this like relief. Um, you know, you definitely feel that kind of cleanse clean moment, but I will be honest, I do not celebrate the way Jesus shows us we can celebrate forgiveness in the prodigal son, mm-hmm. like a feast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, how are we supposed to celebrate that? Right. What does that look like? Right. Well, I mean, I think beginning with what you just said, the relief, I think, is more a human function of mm-hmm. the thing I was anxious about. 
I'm, mm-hmm. I've now just mm-hmm. completed. Mm-hmm. And so I feel relieved the same way I feel relieved after taking a test or something like that. You know, so I think that's some of it. But I think that can be a springboard for the celebration, the deeper celebration that you're talking about. And what I what I mean by that is don't think, well, I have to really get down deep into some really existential celebration <laughs> at, my, at my core, you know, start with that, whatever, you know, your heart gives you. Mm. And if it's just a relief, mm-hmm. then start there. But then take it to that next level of saying, wow, you know, I, I receive God's loving mercy unconditionally, God knowing full well who I am, me acknowledging full well who I am, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he has still bestowed on me his unconditional, unqualified, uh, loving forgiveness. That must say something really awesome about God, and it must say something really awesome about me, mm. that I am worth mm. something great in his eyes yeah to me that's better than getting and you know getting the the exam back and getting an a plus on it Mm. you know (laughs) you know we we just we missed most of the answers Mm. and he loves us for something intrinsic yeah to who we are rather than what we've done Mm. to me there's the celebration i'm lovable i'm lovable i'm divinely lovable that's worthy of a party how do you um how do you remind yourself of that like every day? You know, it's not like we're going to confession every day and right. probably that's not that healthy. <laughs> no, I, please, to all of our listeners, don't go to confession every day, please. <laughs> I, I would say the, the way that we daily remind ourselves mm. is again, focus on Christ. Mm. The more we focus on Christ, the more we see that example of love given un undeservedly Mm -hmm. you know that's the to me that's the cross Mm -hmm. that's you know him dying on the cross none of us deserves that so Mm -hmm. you want to remember your worth you know focus on jesus and in particular on the cross and you and and you you learn something about how divinely lovable and forgivable you are Mm. i love it yeah and thank him yes like in your words yes. for that mercy and forgiveness. Yep. yep. Has anyone ever thanked you for your forgiveness? Like not, not reconciliation, obviously, but I mean like a friend who you apologize to or something. Oh, like that's that. a good question. Um, I'm just curious. I'm not going anywhere with this. I'm yeah, just curious. Yeah. This could be edited out. This could make it, <laughs> couldn't make it to the final. I, um, I want to say yes, but I, I'm trying to, uh, remember a specific mm. instance mm. I know I have said thank you to someone that has asked me for forgiveness yeah and and literally said you know I, I can't tell you how grateful I am that you've mm. you've asked I mean that that it does mean a lot you know yeah but those have been few and far between mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. and that's not saying something about other people that's probably saying a lot about me <laughs> so, for which I need forgiveness Mm. Mm. well thanks father mike for sharing especially for that vulnerable moment in the beginning where you shared and i mean but there's no better i mean i think it was just so powerful to hear i know for me i'm sure for our listeners of like nope here is 
can't do this on my own. Yeah. have to let Jesus into this. And yeah. this is the reality. So true. Yeah. Um, and we've all got our own different brokennesses. Well, not you. Brokenness around forgiveness. That's what I was no, going no. for. No, no, you're, you're all put together. I am the one, however, that... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so... I'm a forgiveness pro. <laughs> you are. You're an FP. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Father Mike is obsessed with acronyms these days. He can't get enough Me of them. Me and Father Brad. That's Making them do. up as he goes. We do. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us for another hopefully awesome episode of Friarside Chats. Um, you can email us anytime with your thoughts, any questions you might have, or suggestions for future episodes. You can email me at erm13 at duke.edu. Friarside Chats is supported by many generous donors, students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke just like you. To learn how you can support Friarside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support. Thanks, Father Mike. Thank you, Queenie. <laughs> All right. See you guys next time on Friarside Chats. <laughs>